to week four of Tea Time with Ailey and Brianna. We are recording in front of a live studio audience again. We're actually drinking tea this time. It's great. We have it all planned. Um, it's been a good week. I had, this is my second week of swim. Started um, swim practice again. I've been very tired. Sometimes Ailey comes over and I'm she's waking me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then it's also Hunter Hayes' birthday today. So we're recording on the, um, September 9th. <laughs> September. October already. <laughs> October 9th, and it is Hunter Hayes' birthday. He is my favorite artist. I've been listening to his music all day. I'm wearing my Hunter Hayes socks and my Hunter Hayes t-shirt. I also, <laughs> I also got a new fish, and I'm going to name him after Hunter Hayes. I don't know what yet. There's some options. Got to figure that out. Um, yeah, he's my fourth favorite birthday to celebrate. So what are your first three? Well, okay. Technically, technically Christmas is Jesus's birthday. So yeah. I love Christmas. It's a fun time it's with family, my birthday. And then <laughs> I absolutely love my birthday. And then it's your birthday. Cause it's mm -hmm. 10, 10. I mean, but it, I'm debating if you're, if, which one goes between years before me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm debating. Like, okay. this season of my life, he's in my top four. Okay. So, yeah, your birthday. It's a hoot and a half. Oh, I've only celebrated one of your birthdays, and I've celebrated many of Hunter Hayes' birthdays. So. Okay. Okay, Haley, <laughs> okay, your life update. Um, Let's see. I woke up super early today because I nannied for some kids over the summer. So I, my boss, who I work for, I've known her for, like, four years now. So I watched her kids at the after-school program when I worked at the schools. And so now for the school year, I'm going to be getting the kids on the bus in the mornings. So that's been super fun. Kind of like a, just like a nice routine for me. Like wake up early, go get the kids on the bus. Aww. It's just fun. Like, do you get them ready? Do I don't get them ready. No, they're, sure. they're ready when I get there. But I pack their lunches. So that's really fun. Oh no. Do they just have chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, everything's set out. Like, the mom, Emily, she puts everything out, and I just kind of put it away. But, yeah, so I did that today. I just woke up from a nap, so I'm still pretty sleepy. I'm also drinking some Earl Grey tea, decaffeinated with sugar. My a lot favorite. of sugar. What? Decaffeinated. Decaffeinated tea. It's good. Um, yeah, so that's our life updates. So for our speaker today... Um, we have a guy who is on staff. Um, he's been on staff for three years now, and he's a Michigan Tech alumni, um, and he also was in the Army, so he's a veteran. Um, he's really cool. He's married to a girl named Allison, um, and they have three kids, and they're expecting twins, so that's super exciting. He's a fellow seven. Just yep. got to put it out Ooh, there. Brian has a seven as well, so <laughs> those two get along great. Um. A fun story that I don't know if Jared knows this. So I watched okay. his kids last summer a couple times. And his oldest is Everly. And I think she was five mm -hmm. at the time. Um, and she is so funny. But she, I was making them food. I was making all of them food. And I was making Everly some oatmeal. And with kids, you guys got to know, like, if you don't make their food absolutely like how mom and dad does it when you're babysitting, <laughs> they won't eat it. So I was following Everly's directions like pretty closely. Um, 
And all of a sudden, like towards the end, she was like, yeah. So they put five tablespoons of, or she didn't say tablespoons, but she was like five spoonfuls of brown sugar. And the oatmeal for an adult was like four bites, maybe. And I was like, like five tablespoons <laughs> of brown sugar into this tiny little bowl. I was like, there's oh, no way Allison and Jared do this. But she kept trying, no, that's how much they put in. It's super tasty when they do. I'm like, so I put in a spoonful and a half. And I was like, try that. And she's like, oh, this is so good. So I was like, that's probably more than Allison puts in. (laughs) (laughs) That's how good it is for her. So yeah, she tried to pull a fast one. Five, could you imagine coming home and then giving your kid five spoonfuls of sugar? Oh my gosh. I mean, isn't that what you eat on a daily basis? Yeah, but she has a tiny little body. She's five. I've never heard you concerned about someone's sugar content. (laughs) (laughs) Only when I'm watching other people's kids. That's that's only when it matters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like she said, we have Jared on. Pretty pretty rad guy. Pretty exciting. <laughs> so we have some. <laughs> but we have so we have a couple questions that we just want to get to know you and your outtake intake of <laughs> input. <laughs> input so the first one that we'd like to ask you is while being in the military how did you keep god centered and be filled with the holy spirit Ooh. well maybe should jared talk about his oh yeah <laughs> first. Oh, yeah sure. say hi jared, hi, I'm jared. Um, <laughs> yeah so i was born downstate michigan we moved up to houghton when i was seven um my dad felt called to become a volunteer with crew which wasn't a thing at the time um, so I got to grow up kind of seeing God work through crew in some pretty incredible ways um, and do a lot of really cool things. Um, I have 12 siblings, um, so I'm number wow. two of 13. Like um, oldest or youngest? Uh, second, second oldest. So oh. I've got one older brother. Yeah, so there's eight boys, five girls. Um, I was just at a wedding this past weekend. One of my brothers got married, so all but two of us were there, and we were already like half the wedding. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I started it. At Tech, uh, I was technically still 16 at the beginning of my freshman year. I don't know if I would actually advise that in the future. My first semester went terribly. Um, I took 18 credits, too. Oh, gosh. Um, but, yeah, so I uh, studied computer science at Michigan Tech. Um, I enlisted. I, I tried to at ROTC for the first year and a half and then decided I wanted to do the fun stuff. So I went off and enlisted in the National Guard. Uh, so I took the second half of my sophomore year off. Um, and then six months after getting back, uh, found out we were getting our orders, so we were deploying within a year. Um, so uh, I was in Afghanistan um, for basically the whole of 2009. Um, yeah, and then came back. I don't know why, but I always thought you were like fighting like right after 9/11. No, I mean I was I was 12 technically when it happened. Okay. Yeah. Fun fact: I was one. Oh my goodness! Yeah, same. <laughs> soul. Um. But yeah, and then um, we'll talk about yeah a little more later. Um, I ended up moving to Marquette, um, and since I was living in Marquette with a friend, I also kind of got involved with Crew uh, Enemy a little bit, where I met Allison. Um, tell you that story later. Um, and then after we got married, I got a job working as a defense contractor down at Camp Grayling. I ran a virtual reality training training simulator for the Army. It was essentially video games for soldiers, and it was 
aside from crew, like the best job I probably could have imagined. So, yeah. um, but yeah, God definitely wanted us here. Uh, it was kind of a whole long process of us getting here because Allison definitely wasn't on board when we first started dating. Um, yeah, she'd never heard of crew before the day we met um, at crew, oddly enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then now we've been here for, yeah, this is our third year on campus. Um, yeah, we're pretty excited about it. So. And what, what's your kids? Oh yeah, so uh, Everly is six. Uh, Liam is five. Yeah, Everly's just started first grade. Liam is preschool. Um, Ireland is one and a half, and by far the most adventurous of the bunch. Though <laughs> um, so I guess you know we'll, we'll see with the next two. So we're having identical twin girls sometime right around Christmas. Uh, their names are Charlotte and Olivia. You're gonna have to get like a boy dog to even it out. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know when I, I heard that they again. were both girls, I was like, poor Liam. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna get his own room though, so. Uh, yeah, true. True. Are you? Is there like an order? Like, is Charlotte coming first and Olivia second, or? Yeah, so so they actually on the ultrasound you can actually see like which as they're actually they're like in their own sacks, which is unusual for identical twins. So you picked them out already. Mm -hmm. Which one's which? Yeah, so like one's like one's a little bit higher, one's a little bit lower. So normally one would come out first. We picked that Charlotte would be the one that comes out first, but they, okay. they kind of know that. So if there's a C-section or something, we know which one's which. Yeah. I mean, we're also just hoping though that like, you know, they have some kind of birthmark or something. Like, yeah. And we're kind of terrified. On like, their face too. Right. Not, not on their shoulder. Right. But like, what if you like mix them up at some point and then you like never know <laughs> in the future, which if you have it wrong. I shouldn't laugh and find that funny, but... <laughs> But I wow. know, what if, like, the first day, like, you bring them home, you accidentally switch them up, and then forever, right. they're the wrong yeah. one. Like, I'm all for, like, bringing just, like, a tiny tattoo gun and just put, like, yeah. one single dot on, like, one of their feet. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Dang. Okay, so I'm going to actually now ask you the question that I may or may not have asked you already. Uh, so while being in the military, how did you keep God-centered and be filled with the Ooh. Holy Spirit? Oh, that's, that's kind of a hard and sad one. Uh, short answer is I, I didn't really. Um, so kind of like my spiritual journey, um, like I prayed to receive Christ when I was three years old. Like I was by myself, like I knew what I was doing and told my mom the next day. Um, you know, went to youth group all growing up, went on a few missions trips. Um, but basically starting with my time in the military is like, it started like a I don't know, two or three year, like I don't know, um, journey away from God. And it was a summer mission with crew after I got back um, that, I don't know, God really turned me around. But he really started that, like, kind of in the middle of my deployment. Um, yeah. So I had a – when I got to basic, um, you know, all the uh, guys there find out that you're an 18-year-old homeschooled virgin. Um, it's a very interesting experience, you know. You know, that's uh, we're going to teach you everything there is to know about life. Um, so by the time I got home, like, you know – I thought I was, you know, exactly the same, but I definitely wasn't. I was, I was arrogant. Thought I was coolest thing in the world. Um, yeah, started dating a girl um, after we got back. It got ungodly pretty quickly, um, and it wasn't until like, yeah, when I was actually in Afghanistan that God really kind of grabbed me. Um, so uh, we did what's called route clearance, which is driving around digging up the IEDs, the bombs they put in the road, um, and they also aren't very much fans of that. So where we were. Uh, it was actually less IEDs than the rest of our company and more uh, like ambushes where they would try to like disable a vehicle and try to shoot at us. Um, we went over there. It was like 120 Ubers going over there. So it was definitely an interesting experience. 
Um, you were sending out bombs in the Middle East. <laughs> oh, it was great. Um, and everybody came home, which was incredible, oh, actually. Yeah, um, awesome. But we, uh, this is one particular moment. Um, we were going up this this route that we'd been ambushed on like the last three times. And the last trip we'd been on this um, was the worst, like, um, I don't know, anybody had been hit. It was actually my truck got hit with a, an RPG, rocket propelled grenade. The um, gunner had his, had his right arm shattered. I had to put a tourniquet on it. The guy in the passenger seat um, had shrapnel all across his shoulders. He actually works at the armory right next to campus now. Um, and then the driver was an NMU student who was also involved in, in crew later on for a while. He prayed to receive Christ um, later on. Um, but he got shrapnel inside of his knee, and I was in the back, and I was totally fine. Um, but... Uh, that next trip going up the same route, we were basically expecting the same thing to happen again. And I was in the, in the, you know, in the turret this time. And I remember as we're going up the pass, having the realization that like, that could be Jesus in like five minutes, which was kind of surprising because this is halfway through the you know deployment that you'd think I would have realized that sometime earlier. Um, but yeah, it was just that, you know, I, I realized two things at that moment, which were kind of weird. One was that, you know, actually wasn't really scared of dying. Like I knew where I was going. Um, but, you know, picturing, you know, face to face with Jesus in five minutes, having the, you know, so what did you do with your life conversation? I, yeah, that terrified me. I was not ready for that. Um, so yeah, I knew something had to change when we got home. But um, yeah, so it was, yeah. So God definitely used the military actually as a way, like, you know, it was, I wouldn't say it was necessarily what like led me astray, but like, I don't know, it was that whole kind of time period. Like, I mean, I swore up a storm. Like, yeah, I was definitely a, a pretty different person. Um, and it wasn't until the summer after I got back that God really kind of changed that. So, yeah. Wow. So I know you've been on many missions trips. Um, so how did they, like, grow and you? where? Oh. Yeah, how did they grow you in your faith? Just kind of tell us, like, an outline of your mission okay. trips. with her. Um. So my first mission trip was actually not with crew. It was right before my freshman year. I went to Peru for the summer. We built a way house for missionaries. And that was like a really incredible experience. A lot of um, faith stretching, prayer things. Um, yeah. I can share a lot of stories. The short one was like just a crazy turn of events where like we missed the wrong plane. Like or we missed our plane in like leaving our, like our first flight out of Orlando. And because of that, uh, we ended up stuck in the airport in Lima for four days. Um, but if events had not, you know, transpired exactly as they had, um, we would have never been able to actually make the final flight from Lima to Pukaipa. Um, and then like, you know, we were there all summer and we were like in the Amazon part of it where, you know, even in the dry season, it still rains, which is really, really bad when you're trying to pour concrete. So we were praying the whole time <laughs> that it wouldn't rain in the rainforest for like two months. Yeah. And it was pouring rain when we first got there and it did not rain like a drop until literally we're walking back into the airport two months late. Really? Wow. Uh, Wait, so it was in a rainforest. So that's why it was dry. Their dry season still gets rain. Yes. Okay. Cause I was, I'm trying to piece that together yes. right now. <laughs> yep. I was a little confused. Yep. Um, so then uh, with crew, my first one was a spring break trip to Mexico um, with uh, so a guy named Dan Gerard. He actually has spoken to some of our retreats, uh, but he was the head of Mexico. Um, at the time. And so we went down there and we basically went to uh, a bunch of different colleges, um, met with students and just found ways to share the gospel with them, look for ways that they might want to start um, uh, the Sino movement, which is their um, little, uh, 
yeah, Latino, Latino uh, Ministry of Crew. Um, so that was really cool. And then the next missions trip I did was uh, not until after uh, my deployment. Um, when I got back from my deployment, you know, and I was, yeah, I really, like, I knew, like, I had to do something, like, something had to change. Um, the girl I'd been dating, we ended up breaking up pretty quickly. And I didn't really know, like, where to go. Or, like, so I decided to sign up for this, you know, summer mission thing, which Koo talked about, which, yeah. I don't know, seemed like a good idea. Um, <laughs> and when I got there, like, you know, like, the first half, it was, like, it was a good environment. I was starting to walk in my faith again. Um, but, is this like, your stateside one? Yes. Oh, so this wait, is in where was it? Traverse City, foreign exotic. Traverse yeah. City. <laughs> That's um, the UP, right? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what geography. It's in, uh, I'm doing air quotes, northern Michigan. Um, yes. Of the mitten. Yes. It's here on the hand map by the pinky. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, I think I know. <laughs> yeah, so while I was there, um, uh, right before all the staff, you know, they leave halfway through the summer mission, uh, right before they left, one of the staff guys pulled me aside and asked me if I wanted to go for a drive. I was like, okay, well, that's kind of weird, but I did. Um, and well, so, I'll just go along with it. I'm a seven to fear missing out. Yeah, basically. Um, so, you know, we go and we park on top of this hill, and he just starts asking me, like, all these questions about my life, like, wow. really, really digging. And so one of the big things was that, you know, you know, growing up as, like, you know, a uh, missionary kid, essentially, you know, I always, like, I don't know, I, I always knew that, like, I'd literally been given the best you could give, you know, to start with in life. And then knowing what I'd been doing with it, like, I'd been carrying around so much shame from it that, um, and, like, I don't know if you, like, if you ever carry, like, a backpack long enough, you, like, you stop noticing the weight, you just know that you're tired. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that was my life. Um, so I'm sitting there, and so, like, this whole, like, I mean, obviously people knew I was dating somebody, but, like, everything that happened with this relationship especially, like, I literally told no one. Like not a soul in the world knew. And then here's this guy who digs out everything. Um, and I'm sitting there feeling like crap. Um, but he, um, after, you know, everything's sitting there and yeah, I feel terrible. He looks at me and he says two things that really hit me hard. The first one was, you know, like, like I see all this in your life and I guess this is sin. This is evil. God hates this, but this isn't you. This isn't your identity in Christ and how he sees and thinks and feels about you. And he asked me to picture, like, you know, when you're looking at God and he's looking at you, like, well, what expressions on his face? And immediately my mind went to, well, basically, like, my dad's face. You know, I imagined if I ever told him, you know, angry or disappointed. And um, before I could say anything, though, you know, he says, if you're picturing anything right now other than absolutely overjoyed just to see you, you have a wrong view of God. And something, yeah, it was like a switch in my brain, like, blew a fuse or something like mm-hmm. and like the realization at that moment that um you know god doesn't just take the penalty from us but he really does take the shame of it too that we don't have to carry that around it was literally like someone like had cut the straps on a hundred pound backpack i didn't know i was carrying mm-hmm. like i could yeah like i could jump 20 feet in the air um and then yeah so yeah god did some really really incredible stuff the rest of that summer mission um like just um, learning about you know what it means to be intentional in community like he basically after i talked to that guy he told me to go hey go tell you you know all everything you told me to like all the other guys on summer mission and i i did and well for one they all had crazier stories than i ever thought of but like you know what i experienced there was like so much beyond even like the guys i deployed with who like mm-hmm. i knew would take a bullet for me yeah. um and this was miles beyond that um mm-hmm. just it, like to be like 
it, it's a totally different kind of experience. Like the way like God calls us to love each other compared to the way the world loves each other. Um, like, like all the guys, you know, I deployed with, like they totally accepted you because they didn't think anything you were doing was wrong. Mm-hmm. It's a very different thing for someone to know that the things that you've done are wrong and to love you anyway. So it's more real. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and like genuine and authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then my uh, last mission trip with crew um, was the next year to uh, the Middle East. That's, that's actually all we knew uh, going in. Um, I think that's so cool. And that's all you knew. I think that's yeah. awesome. Uh, it was a friend of mine um, who had, yeah, God did a whole lot of crazy stuff when I got back to Michigan Tech that next year. Um, and I made a few really, really solid friends, uh, a lot of whom are actually, you know, missionaries now too. Um, but one of them, he literally walked up to me, I think right before winter conference and said, hey, I signed up to go on a trip to the Middle East. I said, that's great. He said, you should come. I said, okay. And then we went. That was literally about the whole decision-making process. Um, so... Yeah, we didn't know where we were going. I uh, actually don't know if I'm allowed to say where we went on here. Um, but, probably but not. that was okay. a long time ago, though. Yeah, it's true. But no. No. Okay, okay. I was, I was just curious. Um, I know, but they're, they're probably still doing work over there. Oh. Yes. So um, we got to um, the country. We, we did find out a little bit beforehand, like I think, like two weeks. Um, let me get plane tickets so you know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically the, the way it worked is that, you know, we were in the country um, and – Ministry in, you know, the Muslim world looks very, very different than here. Uh, it's very much more getting to know people, um, you know, and then like slowly finding opportunities, you know, where you could maybe, you know, share what you believe. Um, so God did a couple of really cool things that I wanted to share. One was um, just something he did in my own heart and then something he did to, for somebody else. So there was a, a really crazy experience. Um, you know, we, like they told us a lot about, you know, the place we were in, the city we were in at about three million people. And it was in like this giant uh bowl valley like okay. if you go up like and our, our hotel was like halfway up the hillside on the south side so like mm-hmm. you walk out on your balcony and every room has a balcony there um you can literally see the entire city all at once Ooh. it was so cool um but uh we were sitting out there one night and this is probably one of the closest moments i've ever felt to christ in my whole life i was sitting on the balcony just you know you know doing some devos and it hit me that there were more people worshiping God in like the room behind me than in the city of 3 million people in front of me. And like, God just like broke my heart that night. So yes, yeah, to preface this, I was that, um, you know, when we were there, it was, this is only a year and a half after I was in Afghanistan. Um, so it was, it was definitely very, very interesting seeing, you know, a different aspect. Um, but one of the things I realized was that like, I, I believed in the mission. Like I knew God loved these people and, be, and that was all I needed to like, you know, to come here and to try to do it. But I realized I didn't feel anything for them, like personally. And, but like, I knew it, I felt like I should. And so I started praying for it um, over the first like few weeks. And then, yeah, while I was sitting up, it was probably like three or four weeks in, that's when it hit me. And then I understood like how much God loved these people. And yeah, I just sat there crying for probably an hour and a half just yeah. for, you know, what, um, like what God wanted to do here. Um, How long were you? There? Uh, six weeks. Okay. Yeah, I think it was six weeks. Um, so during those six weeks, you know, we tried to meet with a bunch of different people. Um, so yeah, just to share this part. So um, the best uh, conversations we, we got to have were with this guy who owns the internet cafe on campus. Um, and so he was the kind of guy that like, we like, 
you know, we tried to share the gospel with him and he would like have long conversations, but he very much liked the argument debate of it, you know, Aww. a little bit more. Um, but it came down to our very last day. We're going home in the morning. And so we weren't even like slated to go on campus or anything, but me and like four of my buddies were like, Hey, this might be our last chance to go talk to him. Let's, let's just go see what happens. Mm-hmm. So we go there and uh, we end up like um, hanging out with them. I think we played some age of empires on his computers. Um, and then uh, he had this employee there um, who was uh, Iranian. Um, and yeah, so I guess you can say we weren't in Iran. Um, but he, uh, um, yeah, so after where we were sitting there for a while, um, you know, it was getting late and nothing had really, you know, kind of happened yet. Um, and then this woman walks in and she's like clearly Middle Eastern, but um, was wearing like a business suit, which, um, well, was a little bit unusual. Um, and but then she started um, talking to, you know, this guy we knew in English. So we were all like really, really confused. Um, like, well, who is this lady and why she's like, why are they talking together in English? Um, well, I found out that she's also Iranian. So, um, uh, they only spoke English together. Um, I found out like she's like, you know, his employee's cousin or something coming to visit. And then he tells us that apparently this woman had just got her doctorate in archeology span and was about to go excavate Persopolis in Iran. So like most interesting woman of the world, like kind of person. Yeah. Um, archeology span is dinosaurs, right? Uh, it could be dinosaurs or, you know, uh, any historical stuff. So digging okay. up old cities, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So she's digging up one of like Alexander the Great's like big cities. Um, yeah. Cool. She found a new dinosaur. In Alexander the Great city. Who knows? Um, but she, uh, so she was kind of curious about us too. You know, who are the four American dudes sitting in your internet cafe at like nine o'clock at night? So he introduces us and then immediately begins talking about everything we've been talking about all summer. So we're all like staring at each other because we haven't said a word yet. Now here's this guy sharing the gospel with an Iranian woman right in front of us. So we all like, you know, scoot in and start you know, like <laughs> answering some questions. And like um, after like 10 or 15 minutes, there's like some argument between, you know, the guy and his employees about Sunni, uh, like, you know, Muslim divisions. Um, uh, but they're arguing, uh, you know, and we couldn't really understand them. Um, and uh, so I end up going and sitting next to this, you know, this lady and, you know, ask her like, you know, hey, like you understand, like, you know, what we're talking about. She looks at me and is like, yeah, I think so. So I open the Bible and I start going through as like as concise of a gospel presentation as I can. I don't know how long they're going to let me talk to a Muslim woman by myself. Um, but I got through the whole thing. And I think the, the last verse I shared was Romans 10, 9 and 10, which says, you know, if um, you confess your mouth and believe in your heart, um, you will be saved. And so I asked her, like, you know, is this something you believe? And she looks down and she says, yes, I believe that. I'm really confused. Like, wait, wait. Like this doesn't. So I flip back to the beginning. Like, okay, she must be confused somewhere. Um, but she gets kind of angry, and she like she flips back. She's like, no, 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 no. So this means that, like, you know, um, since I believe this, that you know, Jesus is in here now. And she points at her chest. I'm like, uh, 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 yeah, <laughs> just utterly blown away. Like, you know, here's me, random college student. You know, um, in, in the middle of the Middle East, and literally, like, like this is nine o'clock at night, the night before we go home. Yeah. Um, and we'd also seen no one come. Yeah, we'd seen no one come to Christ all summer, and then like they also like ushered out like literally five minutes after that. And probably one of the biggest regrets I have in life is that I don't remember her name. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just yeah, God just did some absolutely phenomenal things. Um, 
And I think that night, actually, I'd already been considering joining staff eventually. And that was really, yeah. Wow. Well, that was like, that was the clincher for me. Because we're all like walking back, just like praising God. Just like, what in the world just happened? And I had the realization that like, wait, so if, if I join staff, I get to do this for the rest of my life? <laughs> That's a great plan. Let's do that. Yeah, I'm good. I'm sold. Yep. <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing. That sounds yeah. so, cool. so cool. I... My mission summer, I've never been on a mission trip before. And the one I was going to go to got canceled. So oh, no. next summer, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm. that's kind of what I scheduled off for my summer. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, seriously, like, I mean, you don't think that like, you know, literally summer could change the trajectory of your entire life. But, you know, if you, like, if you give God anything, you know, he's going to do something amazing with it. So. Yeah. Yeah, both mine, both my mission trips. Yeah. Completely. Mm-hmm. Cruise summer missions just have a way of mm-hmm. doing something to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, Absolutely. I mean, I even get bored. Okay, when I'm not paying attention in class and look at the cruise mission website, when I'm definitely not paying attention. Best use of your time. Okay. Well, our next question for you is: What advice will you give college students and how to make the most of each season of their life and not stress about the unknown? So you've been, um, you've been, you're older than us. <laughs> you've Thanks, been through a little it. more <laughs> than us. <laughs> so, yeah. So what are, what is your opinion? Um, yeah, that's, that's a really good question. And I think probably the thing that I've learned most, you know, in, in looking at the different seasons of life is that in the end, like all we're really doing is following Christ. And that's just going to look different in each one. Um, but as long as like that's the core, like it's it's still going to be good. And like God's going to make you into what he wants you to be that way. So like just like, you know, a little more practice, like on each, you know, kind of stage. Like so like when you're in college and especially when you're single, um, take the time to be intentional in your relationships. Like this is this is such a crazily unique time that you like you'll literally never have again. Um and, you know, and especially if you're, you're like, I mean, probably most people are probably looking for relationships on some level. But um, one of the things that I found was amazing, like, so my first summer mission, because it was so soon after my previous relationship, you know, I basically said I'd take a year off, you know, and I, I stuck to it. And what that allowed was like, I got to make some incredible friends, you know, with girls on the summer mission mm-hmm. um, that I knew that there was, you know, I knew it wasn't going anywhere. So it was totally comfortable. And they, you know, and I told them, you know, like off the bat, like, yeah. And that was really incredible. Um, so yeah, but both with that and with, um, you know, your, just your friends in general, um, to be, to take the time to be very, very intentional with people because God can do some really, really incredible things, um, through community. Um, you know, from the, I, um, first summer mission that I was on, like what God ended up doing when I was back at tech was like to, to shrink it down. <laughs> it was, like I said, like that, you know, the community experience there was like so much better than what I even had on deployment. What I had when I got back to Michigan tech was that much better than what I had on summer mission, which is really, really like was impossible for me to fathom at the time. Yeah. Um, that, cause it's not just, you know, uh, a short time period, but this is something you can, you know, you're going to, go with for the long haul. But what it really, what started that was a whole bunch of us deciding that we were going to be 
intentionally loving each other, intentionally vulnerable with each other, which is, I think, a really hard one, especially for us guys. Um, but that's like that, that's that's the prerequisite. Um, so, yeah, while you, while you're in college, um, be really intentional, build relationships, take I mean, I say take risks, but be open with where God would want you. And so this kind of goes also into like, you know, graduating from college. It's that, you know, you have like when you're in college, you've got three summers that, you know, you're never going to have summers again. unless maybe you're a teacher, I guess. But um, yeah, consider like what God could do with a summer um, if you were to give it to him. And then for like when you're starting your career, I was actually really happy that I actually got to have a career after college before joining Bustet. Um that because it's it's definitely a different experience. Um, and so I got to like, you know, learn very practically. Like, so you kind of learn it like, you know, when you do on a summer mission or something like that, I'm like, like, how do I reach my coworkers? But then, you know, knowing I'm going to be working, you know, with these guys for like maybe years, you know, it's a little bit of a different dynamic. Um, so like I, I basically had one coworker the entire time. It was me and him. And we sat in a room all day with our equipment, you know, and so we got to have we got to talk a ton. And so every like few weeks I got to like, you know, learn like how do you, you know, start up spiritual conversations, you know, and not have it be like a repetitive thing. But we always had good discussions and um, he didn't end up praying to receive Christ, but um, it was a really phenomenal time. So like probably the best advice I can give for like the, going into your career is that, yeah, go with, into it with an open hand. Like mm-hmm. let God, you know, be willing to go wherever God takes you, you know, be considering, you know, does God want me to go? Um, you know, overseas. So it's probably the better way to say it is that the best way to view your time after college is that every single one of us is a missionary. Now, where you are a missionary, you know, could be a totally different, you know, different places. Like a couple summers ago, we had one of my really good friends um, who that community had at Michigan Tech, he was part of, uh, Johnny Kay, came and spoke at our retreat. And I love one of the things he said. Um, so he's, he works at Ford. He is the global head of gas caps. I think there's actually a fancier word for it, but that's what he does. Um, but I love he he up... one for us to see. Oh, yeah. 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 Wow, I lost a couple of my gas caps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well, if you got a Ford, then I'll talk to Johnny. And yeah. um, but he walked up and he brought his, like, you know, his ID. He swipes into, you know, the Ford for. And he said, hi, I'm Johnny Kay, and I'm a missionary to the close country of Ford. This is my passport. Not everyone can get in here, uh, but I can. Um, and that's a... I think really the the way to view wherever it is God's leading you is that every one of us is going to have a completely unique sphere of influence. No one else knows all the same people you do, has all the same relationships you do. And that's like something given to you from God, an opportunity um, to be able to impact those people with the gospel. Um, So yeah, like every one of us is a missionary no matter where you go, um, whether that's, you know, your career. Um, But I would also say that no matter what career you choose, you should also have some part in, you know, the Great Commission. You know, if you're like, if you're not going yourself, send somebody else. Um, you know, be, be someone who funds, who prays, especially for people, you know, going overseas. Um, you know, this is this is the mission that you know God's given all of us, um, and we all have a part. Um, and then, whew, so I guess, you know, we're in the family stage now. So. Um, I didn't really get very much of the uh, married but not kids stage, you know. Well, months. nine, eight, ten months. Yeah. <laughs> well, but you, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, 
we both worked mostly that entire entire nine months. So we actually didn't get a whole lot of time together. Um, but yeah, so I would just say that like, you know, it, the same thing holds true where it's, you know, if, if our goal is ultimately to follow Christ, um, you know, it's you know, probably do a long talk, you know, talk on relationships, but the thing to say is that some people, you know, kind of look to, you know, you know, the great job, the great family and all of that. And as they're like, you know, the pinnacle, you know, that's, um, you know, where I want to get to. And this is really interesting because so I was just down at my brother's wedding last weekend. We stayed with like an old like family friend of ours and they have this like gorgeous little house in the middle of the woods. They have like a, a tiny farm with like, they have fresh goat milk in the morning. Like it was, Aww. it was fantastic. Also goat milk cream makes the best coffee creamer. Like you yeah, scoop it, you males. skim it off the top. They don't do much for me. Oh, They're yeah. They're berries. <laughs> they play soccer? Oh. Yeah. Um, but so while we were down there, like we were driving home and it was like, oh, that was so nice staying there. Like, wouldn't that be great? But then, you know, I, I was thinking back to, you know, when we were, you know, just working and going to church and raising kids. And well, there was a reason why we left. It's that, you know, in the end, like that life doesn't satisfy. Like if you're not living for God, if you're not being intentional about making the most of the time that we have here, um, you're not going to be satisfied um, mm -hmm. with your life. Um, yeah. So pursuing Christ and, you know, is the only way for us to know actually what he wants um, us to do. So, um, yeah, okay. that answers your question. Yeah. So you kind of talked about your wife a little bit. So you want to oh, tell yeah, us this? Yeah, we want oh, all the stories. Oh, my goodness. So, about how you met Allison. Yeah. So. And then also actually, stories about your kids. You just want okay. all cute. Yeah. Oh Allison. Yeah. Allison is the best. Oh, my gosh. She's so good. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you more than me, but yeah. Um, so uh, I I moved to – yeah, okay. So to set up this story, like so I told you, you know, I took a year off, you know, totally from girls. Um, after about a year, I decided, okay, I'm going to start looking again. So that was in, like, February. Between February and September of that year, uh, I asked out three different girls. Uh, I prayed before each one of them. Okay, he's God, is it, God is what you want. Yeah. Uh, and never, like, I don't know. I never, like, really felt any, you know, kind of answer. But they all said no, so that seemed fairly obvious. Um, I got asked out by four different girls. But for various reasons, I had to say no to all of them. So seven girls in seven months seemed like a sign to me. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Um, we had a, a Bachelor to the Rapture Club at the time. So I figured I was going to become a lifelong member. Um <laughs> Oh, and so like middle of September, I was like, okay, God, um, like, honestly, the plan was like, okay, well, let's finish college. And then like, let's move to Saudi Arabia and start sharing the gospel till I die. Okay. That, that was legitimately like the plan. Um, so I think uh, that, that's most dramatic college kids. Plan. I know my plan like, is anytime. Like, yeah, I'm always like, I'm just going to move to Europe and be. Yeah. No, I was in yeah. class. My backup plan is if I this college thing doesn't work out. I'm just going to go to some tropical area and become a scuba instructor. Oh, I've looked up how to become like how to learn spear fisherman, be a spear fisherman and fantastic. stuff. I even, when I was bored in class, I looked up how to um, English speaking islands that I could move to. Cause Ooh. I don't want to le learn a new language, but, <laughs> but I just think it's funny whenever like relations stuff, like relationship stuff doesn't work out for college students. We're like, I'm just going to move across the world. Like, yeah. That's like yeah. everyone's response. Yep. I would yeah. do this as possible. Yeah. Um, so that was my plan. So two weeks later, after I decided that, like, okay, like, I'm actually finally okay being single for life. Let's do it, God. 
Uh, I walk into, you know. Uh, okay, were you actually okay? Or deep down, were you like, okay, I think I was actually it. okay. Like, really? Yeah. Like, like, like deep, deep down. <laughs> yeah. I can say that, like, it's, it's not that I was, like, opposed to it anymore. Like, yeah. I had said, like, no, this is the plan. Yeah. But it had taken, like, again, seven in seven months. You know, okay. I just felt like, okay, like, God's making, God's made his point. Yeah. I, I'm okay with yeah. it. Okay. Um, so yeah, it, I, like, I still wanted one, but I was okay with that one. Okay. And that was, um, so yeah. See, I always, this is terrible. I don't know if I should say this out loud, but I, I'm always like, okay, maybe if I don't want one, God will give me one. <laughs> oh, I mean, God me does have that ironic sense of humor. So yeah, you might too. be onto something, but it might not be the best plan to go on i try i tell myself i'm purging and then i'm like oh wait maybe, <laughs> maybe if i say i purge yeah that's bad me too or when i finally say i'm content being with my cats the rest of my oh, life gosh. i know and then she'll text me about a new boy or something i'm like what, what happened to the cats <laughs> well so only two weeks after like you know that kind of decision was made okay. um I'd gone sharing on campus with my roommate, and so we got to. Uh, Which campus is this? And okay, okay. I was so I was living in town on High Street, um, like right up from the Michael's house. Hmm. Um, oddly enough, the house was called the Love Shack. It was labeled in the kitchen, and within like the year that we got there, we had four single guys and one guy dating. We had three dating guys, no, one married, uh, one engaged, two dating, and only one guy that was still single. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so I guess if you really want to find somebody, just go live at like, I think it's like 901 High Street or something. Um, but anyway, so. Brandon, we're moving in. So I walk into the crew meeting um, and there's uh, my friend Steve and he's talking to this really cute girl sitting there all by herself. Um, and so I go up and I say hi. And uh, Steve goes, hey, Jared, this is uh, Allison. She's new here. And he was giving the talk. So he wanted to go like finish. So I say hi, I'm Jared. And, uh, you know, we just kind of start chatting a little bit beforehand. And. She was really cute. So, um, and so after like, you know, oh yeah. So this is something she doesn't even remember that, like having done this, but something that like, I don't know why, like it kind of triggered me. It's like, oh, this is kind of cool. Um, after we were talking, I was like in the row in front of her and then she like hopped rows to sit next to me afterwards. I was like, oh, it's kind of cool. She's bold. I like that. So we're all walking out of the meeting afterwards. And um, like, I knew like she was brand new. Oh yeah. So um, the reason why she was there a half hour early is because um, Oh, yeah. So I asked her, like, you know, hey, like, you know, how'd you hear about crew? And she looked around thoroughly confused and was like, what's crew? <laughs> like, oh, well, um, you're at it. Uh, she's like, oh, I, I thought this was IV. I'm like, oh, oh no. Uh, yeah, they're basically the same thing. You can just stay here. Um, but she had, had had two sisters that were both involved with IV at Northern back in the day. And she had just gotten up to, to Northern and they were like, hey, you need to find a Christian community, get in, help you grow. You know, eventually they kept bothering her. She's like, okay, fine. You know, two month and a half into the semester, finds a poster, shows up at the meeting. And it was last year's poster and everything on it is wrong. Yeah. But just so happened that one week, um, because we normally met in the rural room, but that was closed. So we got put in the pioneer room, which was Ivy's old room. Mm, so it's she, outside. Yep. God's working. Oh yeah. So she shows up and it's the praise band practicing, but she thinks that's the meeting and she's <laughs> the only one there. Oh, <laughs> and they just kept playing so she was like incredibly awkward i got to you know rescue her from the awkward situation it was great um like shining armor yeah. Yeah. so as we're walking out um you know 
I kind of had a thought, like, I don't know, maybe I should ask her out for coffee. And then, like, I don't know, I just decided to pray again. Like, I don't know, God, what do you think about that? And like I said, so none of the other girls I ever, like, felt anything. It was just they said no. And I felt a very strong yes, and I'd never felt anything ever. So I was like, oh, okay, well, okay, let's let's go do that then. So we end up going down hanging out uh, at Picnic Rocks in, like, a ridiculous storm. So we just sat in our car with waves literally, like, coming over the car uh, till like, 5 in the morning. Like, we ended up sharing, like, our whole life stories. Um, when we did that, like, every night, like, stayed out till 4 in the morning. Like, so that was on Thursday. Like, all the way through the weekend, um, I asked her out on Tuesday. I knew I wanted to marry her by, like, the next Tuesday. Um, wow. Oh, my god. It was, yeah, like, literally out of the blue. This is the one. We're done. Um, What's the, she was still in college. What's, how far, how far, far are you guys? Three years. Okay. Yeah, she was three years younger. Did she have to go to class the next day? Like, why is she up at 4 a.m.? Because I, I, I was a cool guy. I don't know. <laughs> you can sacrifice ask her. Sacrifice sleep. <laughs> that means you know you're special if you sacrifice sleep. Mm. I know. I rarely do that, that for Brianna. So. <laughs> <laughs> she has to wake me up. <laughs> wow. Dang. Oh, yeah. Cute. And one of the really cool things was so like, you know, probably the only thing we actually fought about like at the beginning was, well, because this is right. So this is literally like that whole story with like, you know, the girl from Iran. This is like two months later. So like I'm like, yeah, I'm joining crew staff. This is the plan. And she'd never heard of crew before meeting me. So it wasn't exactly stoked about that. Um, and so about six months in, I had to I don't know, me and God had kind of a, a talk. So I was like, OK, God, I definitely think this is the girl. And I definitely think you're leading me to crew staff, but they seem to be, you know, diverging. Um, so, you know, uh, basically, uh, if you, you know, if you, this is really what you want, then um, I'm not going to, you know, try to push it anymore. I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm not even going to talk about it. So I'm just going to keep praying and uh, wait till you convince her. And she asks me. So that's what we did. And so I. Wait, uh, I'm sorry, I asked you what. To join crew staff. Okay. So okay. I'm not going to mention it all, and we're not going to join okay. until she asks me to join crew staff. Okay. Wow. So four years later, as we're you know working in Grayling, yeah. Um, you know, you could, she could probably tell the story better, but uh, our church there uh, did like this um, spring break trip to Flo Panama City Beach, Florida, to go sharing on the beach. Very, very similar, basically identical to what crew does every year, and they had an event where all the students were coming back. You know, and talking about it on a Sunday night. And she, for some reason, decided to go to that, um, even though the church was like half an hour away. And she said that while she was there, she just found herself just like crying and just like, you know, seeing like what God had done in students' lives, knowing like, you know, what he had done in her life through group. And then the next morning she comes up to me and says, well, I'm thinking about it a lot. And uh, I think we should join staff with group. Mm. That was like four years, almost to the day, I think. Really? So, That's so cool. Yeah. And now we're here. Oh. Your story just makes my heart melt. Yeah, it's so cool. Well, well, Jared, thank you so, so, so much for coming. Yeah, yeah we loved it, Jared. I love we, just listening. Like, I'm a person that likes to tell the stories, but I actually, I'll, I let you listen, tell the stories, and uh -huh. I'll just listen. Yeah, because I definitely seven. Shout out to my sevens. Oh yeah, <laughs> we absolutely. like to talk a lot. It's yeah, a problem. <laughs> they told me it was gonna be like what twenty five minutes. Yeah, we're yeah. at um. Okay, what's what's thirty plus seventeen? Like 42. 47. 47. Yeah, because we're almost at fifty. Fifty-seven. Yeah, well, 50. No, yeah, like, so that would be sixty. Oh, twenty plus thirty is fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Every week we 
make me struggle with math. Um, one of these days. I'll get basic math down eventually. <laughs> Go back to preschool. Everybody <laughs> Marshall is an elementary yet teacher. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you guys for coming. No. For listening. <laughs> and we shall see you. Hear you. No, we talk to we're you. not going to hear them next week. <laughs> well, whenever we'll see everyone who listens at crew at crew comes northern. We will. <laughs> what I'm just trying to say goodbye. Hasta la pasta, my friends. Bye, guys.